What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. So, by the way, why do I always plug CNJ Radio so hard? Well, we're very proud of it. There are six different types of shows on cnjradio.com that I believe in, or else they wouldn't be on there. Myself, of course, your friend Joey, my best friend the whole world, Chris. Uh, we put these shows out, and we love doing them, and we believe in them. Also, if for some reason you go to download an episode or you go to stream it somewhere and you don't hear the new episode, if we just fallen off, chances are we just got kicked off that platform. So cnjradio.com is the place you need to go if you can't find us. That's our emergency number on the cell phone right there. So and you can go on there. If you use iTunes, you can right-click on the episode and download it that way and put it in your iTunes library. I get it. Just wanted to do that little PSA. Honestly, because i got a ton of time here, this is a short episode musically. And before we get to the second song here, I'll tell you a little bit about the first song and what we're doing here on this episode. And if you heard the last episode, uh, you might have been a little confused. So i got a lot of housekeeping to do here. Some good housekeeping. Okay, so... Number one, if you listened to the last episode, which hopefully you did, uh, I started off doing a first of 10 parts where I do my big 1981 retrospective. And we started out part one with the odds and ends, things such as that. Of course, we are here on part two of the odds and ends of 1981. I'll explain that later. But if you listen to that episode and you actually got through the whole thing, if you were a good citizen, listen to the plugs, listen to the best outro song in all the podcasting business. Then if you were still listening and or still streaming, you heard nine extra songs nonstop at the end. And so that means you basically got a preview of what I'm playing on this episode here. So some of you have already heard these songs, but uh, you know, and now I'm putting myself in there, putting in the little talk ups and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I had put all the songs together for those two parts and, and I forgot to cut them out of the editing software. So yeah, that was a first for me. I've never done that before. Chances are I'll never do it again because I'm so damaged by what I did here and I feel so stupid. So that happened. Second of all, what you just heard at the top of the show was a song called If I Was a Dancer, Dance Part 2 in parentheses, by the Rolling Stones. And the reason we're playing that is because on this episode, this is part two of the odds and ends of 1981. If you're a new friend of the show, the odds and ends are songs from soundtracks, EPs, best ofs, tribute albums, live albums, singles only releases, things such as that. Basically songs not from proper studio albums, and they just never seem to make it on those best of lists at the end of the year. But before I get to my best of albums of 1981, I wanted to pay tribute to the odds and ends, the things that filled in those gaps. And yeah, a really cool comp from 1981, especially from the vinyl era. Uh, I remember it got reissued on CD, which, you know, I guess for completists, I totally get it. You know, it was sort of an unnecessary best of to put out, but it's a killer track list. Uh, so the Stones had reissued their Made in the Shade comp and their Sucking in the 70s comp. And that was from Sucking in the 70s which is a really cool comp. It does like the, I guess, the 74 through 1980 output, like a best of of that. So there's some killer tracks on there. I love that era of the Stones. You know, I, I put it up there with the early 70s era as well. 
you know, so they were still massively on fire at the second half of the 70s, in my opinion. So, and the reason I played that one right there is because that was a version of Dance Part 1 from Emotional Rescue, but it was an alternate Part 2 version. Uh, maybe even on the flip side of a 12-inch, for all I know. I, I've never seen it out and about or know about it. But I really like that. I just think it's got a killer beat. So yeah, if I was a dancer, Dance Part 2 by the Rolling Stones from Sucking in the 70s from the year 1981. Let's continue on here now that I got all that out of the way. We're going to get into a different kind of dance music. We're going retro on this one right here from one of the kings of retro, one of the absolute ambassadors of retro music, Joe Jackson. And in 1981, Joe Jackson did a hard, hard pivot over to a completely different style of music than that anybody was used to hearing him do. So his first three albums with his original band, which are all killer records, Look Sharp, I'm the Man, and Beat Crazy, all recommended. And then in 1981, for his fourth album, he put out this record called Jump and Jive, which is a covers album and also kind of a tribute album in a sense. And he even said, you know, like uh, some people in different generations, when they think of big band and swing music, I mean, it's definitely like, you know, grandparents music and everything, but there's been some revivals of it over the years. But it's interesting when it's been revived, it's been kind of revered as this, you know, fancy dress kind of, you know, thing, uh, you know, uppity, well-to-do kind of thing. But Back in the day, like back in the days of Harlem and all that kind of stuff, the cotton clubs of the world, you know, it was actually music for the seedy side of town, you know, like uh, for the places where, you know, the whorehouses and stuff like that, like where drinking and whoring was going on. And that, that was the music of those places. So uh, he was like, that's what it really came from. You know, it came from the seedy side of music. This was like the punk of its day. So I think that's why he kind of went there with it. Uh, so yeah, uh, Joe Jackson, he's got this all swing album called Jump and Jive. And uh, like I said, it's all covers. So it goes on the odds and ends here. So I'm going to play it for you right here. I'm sure most of you heard the title track Jump and Jive on any comp uh, worth its weight in Joe Jackson quality. But I'm going to do this one right here. This one's called You Run Your Mouth and I'll Run My Business. Who that say? Who that? When I say? Who that? <laughs> Keep beating up your chops I'll to turn you over to the cops Just dig this spiel I'm gonna lay on your gate Don't cop your broom Pop the body in your You run your mouth And I run my business, brother You run your mouth And I run my business, brother You tell everybody I'm busted You talk so much You got me disgusted You run your mouth And I run my business, brother Yeah, you run your mouth And I run my business, brother you run your mouth and I run my business, brother You start up telling me you're my pal End up telling me how to handle my gal You run your mouth and I run my business, brother You run your juicy mouth and I run my business, brother you run your juicy mouth and I run my business, brother You always telling me what to do Saying I wouldn't do that if I was you You run your mouth and I run my business, brother
liver lips and I'll run my business, brother. Just clamp your liver lips and I'll run my business, brother. If I followed your advice on how to make dough, I'd be in the jailhouse long ago. You run your mouth and I'll run my business, brother. Yeah, you run your juice and mouth and I'll run my business, brother. Just you run your mouth and I'll run my business, brother. Tell everybody I'm busted You talk so much you got me disgusted You run your mouth and I run my business, brother Every now and then, I just like hearing that kind of music. It, it puts me in a good mood, and uh, yeah. So there you go. I'm having a crazy day today, so that song makes all the sense in the world. But that was You Run Your Mouth and I'll Run My Business by Joe Jackson. I don't have it in front of me here who did it originally. I should know those kind of things. But uh, I do know he's such a big fan of that kind of stuff. I mean, he's kind of a fan of all things pop, and that was considered pop music back in the day. I know Duke Ellington, he called him the greatest musician of the 20th century. So it's that kind of stuff right there. So, yeah, if you need a Joe Jackson recommendation, hit me up. I can give you any style and mood for his kind of thing. And I'm a fan of the guy. So, yeah, hope you enjoyed that. Speaking of hard pivots, we're going to go into something completely different right here. I don't have a ton of time to do this episode today. But I figured this also makes sense. And sometimes I do these blocks whenever I'm short on time for the day. But like I said, this is basically the running time of these three songs. Yes, I'm going to do a triple shot here. The running time of these three songs basically is the equivalent to one regular full-length song. Uh, So I'm going to do a triple shot here from a handful of songs from different singles and EPs from some killer hardcore punk acts of the early 80s. So enjoy this excellent triple shot here of punk rock music from 1981. Get your 45s out and turn them up. We are gathered here tonight to pay tribute to our Lord Don't 
such a killer amount of punk rock music coming out in the early 80s especially here in 1981 it's basically the next big wave of punk rock after the initial push you know around the 76 77 era for my money and it really was a lot of the uh, american bands that came in and, and and finally absorbed all those records from either the east coast or the west coast you know starting to get into the midwest and places like that finally and of course, you know, listening to the stuff coming out of England. Uh, but yeah, there's an example of three great punk rock bands from America. Starting off that set with the Dead Kennedys from the In God We Trust EP. That was the Moral Majority. And the second song on that set right there was the Minutemen with a song called More Joy from their 7-inch called Joy. And then we finished off there with the first song on their very first release, Bad Religion, with their title track, Bad Religion, from the EP, Bad Religion. Yes, that was the first song they ever put out. Good stuff right there. And, and a hell of a career they still have to this day. And Bad Religion is one of my favorite bands. Coming up next, another hard pivot to another one of my favorite, favorite bands of all time. And I, I kind of put this one in here as a personal favorite. And this is one of those albums that you can really only get, you know, like in old vinyl nowadays. There, there's not a CD release for it, at least not one that I've ever seen. And I'm a longtime CD guy as well. But one of the best comps ever by the Beach Boys is this one called 10 Years of Harmony. And since it came out in 1981, you're thinking 10 Years of Harmony, they were out in the 60s. It's like, yeah, but... This is like the best of the stuff that I really, really dig from 1970 through 1980. It's a really killer compilation of their best stuff from this era. And most people still have never heard any of these songs, but they should. So I just wanted to spotlight that release. If you're out and about and you're, you know, flipping through used vinyl and stuff like that, you see like this kind of almost all white looking double album that says Beach Boys, 10 Years of Harmony. Get it. It's got some amazing songs on it. And the other cool thing about it at the time, especially for big fans, was they threw in some songs that hadn't been released yet just to kind of fill it up. They even put one of Dennis Wilson's songs from Pacific Ocean Blue, River Song. So 
it's just a really great snapshot of everything they were doing at this time so i was going to play you this right here and i think this is one of the songs that got cut off uh maybe even like the 15 big ones record or something like that but this is a really cool track that kind of stands on its own so i'm going to play you this one right here to represent the 10 years of harmony best of kind of like what i did with the stones i wanted to put something on there that hadn't been put out yet that was a unique new song to this particular year so here you go here are the beach boys in a song called san miguel of the beach boys right there with sam miguel a b-side that appeared on the 10 years of harmony comp officially for one of the first times it might have been a b-side before that i don't know i'm not that fan i love the music and i have all the albums but i i don't know all that really crazy hardcore data like i do with some other bands but i'll get there eventually all right coming up next here kind of keeping with this theme also a little bit of soft rock action here and the, the one of the kings all-time kings of soft rock is a guy who was definitely having a big moment here and there in the early 80s. He won a, the Best New Artist Grammy, which was considered a curse at the time. But this guy was on fire. Like, his first two records are, like, untouchable as far as, like, just success and everything. So, yes, for the first time ever on Rock Strikes 10, I am going to play some Christopher Cross. I could not forgive myself if I did a 1981 retrospective and did not include this song because, honestly... It's one of my favorite songs. It's just one of those kind of songs that I'm always going to love. I've known this song as long as I've known music. So it's got to be on here. 
bear with me. I'll even give you a fun little trivia factoid if you stay tuned till the end of it here. And don't fast forward. Just just give in. Give in to this beautiful pop song right here. This is Christopher Cross with Arthur's Theme. There you go, Christopher Cross with Arthur's theme and in parentheses, best that you can do. That, of course, was the theme song 
to the Dudley Moore comedy Arthur in 1981 right there. I believe it won like all the awards, you know, for the Globes and the Oscars and all that stuff. It, it did really well. It's a huge song. So yeah, also, you know, I played the Beach Boys before that. There's there's a zero degree of separation here with those two acts. I mean, not terribly surprising because obviously those two acts would go on similar playlists, but I, I do know there's zero degrees of separation with those two acts because uh, on David Lee Roth's cover of California Girls, in order to replicate that, you know, timeless and flawless Beach Boys harmony, Dave brought in Carl Wilson of the Beach Boys and Christopher Cross to fill in on harmonies as well. So yeah, what a hell of a session right there. Carl Wilson, Christopher Cross, David Lee Roth. Can't go wrong with that. All right. Thanks for indulging me right there. Although you might think I'm still going to be challenging you with this next song. This is another one of my favorite songs. It's just a, it's a snapshot of the time, much like Arthur's theme, but with a different style. This is, of course, the music that was coming up in popularity in the early 80s. New Wave was huge synth pop whatever you want to call it even still like got some remnants of disco in there it's just uh, fun music to move to it uh, gets the blood boiling and this is the version that i prefer now this was not a hit in america it became known later on because another band covered it and had a big hit with it with the english translation a band called after the fire so i think you know where i'm going with this but two years prior to after the fire having a big hit with the song der commissar the guy that wrote it, the guy that originally put it out, uh, was the now late Falco, uh, Austria's finest right here, put out the original version of Der Commissar. Not only do I prefer this original version to the American version, not because I'm a snob, but also because it just goes so well with one of the best music videos of all time. Go look it up for sure. So here you go. This is Falco with his 1981 single, Der Commissar. Enjoy. Jedes Kind, jetzt das Kinderlied! Radine, dumm! 
Falco right there with Dirk Commissar. Of course, he would have a huge hit in America four years later with Rock Me Amadeus. Uh, but yeah, I still love Dirk Commissar a lot. And I love a handful of his other songs too. He's got more than just the Rock Me Amadeus song. But yeah, if you're going down the synth pop route, give uh, the best of Falco a chance. All right. So I know I played like a handful of punk songs earlier, and this band actually probably would have gone well with those acts, but in 1981, maybe not so much. It makes more sense to play this song after Falco, more so than the Minutemen, let's say. But yeah, The Clash put out a single-only release in 1981, and it, it's a really cool song, but it's still we're still in that Sandinista experimental era where they're just using every possible style anything that's really happening in the uh, dawn of the 80s uh, they're experimenting with it and i i think to a uh, successful results i really dig the sandinista record i think more people should check it out it's one of those albums that is appreciated more over time at the time people didn't know what to do with it but yeah this one only really in vocal delivery does it have any remnants of the original punk rock style of the clash you hear new wave in here you hear hip-hop on this and you hear some disco still it's all in there put it all in a blender and you got this right here from 1981 this is radio clash
Psychology is an urban Vietnam Giving deadly exhibitions of murder by Nepal This is Radio Clash by The Clash from 1981. Two years after this, they would go on to have their biggest success in America with the Combat Rock album and their two massive, massive singles, Rock the Casbah and Should I Stay or Should I Go. Uh, But yeah, they would definitely settle on kind of a more consistent style for that record, which explains its success quite a bit. If you want to check out the bridge gap between London Calling and Combat Rock, definitely get down with some of this era right here. Sandinista, This Is Radio Clash, and all that stuff. And there's a lot of that cool dub remix dance stuff on the Super Black Market Clash CD reissue as well. All right, so that concludes the odds and ends of 1981. Now I know if you're keeping track, you're thinking, Joey, you've only played nine songs, including those really quick three from the hardcore block. But... 
And yes, I have only played nine songs. So to finish off part two of the odds and ends, we're going to end the odds and ends. And we're going to go right in to the countdown, the 81 from 81. Yes, I'm insane. Uh, so yes, we're going to give you a little preview of the countdown by starting off the countdown. And to give you an idea of what you're in for, we're starting off here with number 81 from the year 1981. And right off the bat, we're just going to get one of my personal favorite bands out of the way here. Talking about an album that came out on November 10th, 1981. You see it on all the terrible album lists. And, uh, you know, I don't think this album is terrible. I like about three quarters of it. And I personally like it enough to bump it up into 81. It, it would not have made the cut if I was going strictly by math. It was a little bit further down, but I bumped it up just to kind of do the bit and say this is the 81st best record of 1981. So we're going to finish off the episode today with something by Kiss from the music from the Elder record, an album produced by Bob Ezrin. Big old flop for them. It took uh, a long time for it to even be certified gold. It probably shipped back platinum as the joke goes, but this is their big uh, let's experiment and do a artsy concept album. They were going to do a movie attached to it, just like The Wall, the whole thing. And they fell right on their face, so much so that they rebounded and put out one of the heaviest and best albums of their career right after that, the year afterwards. But we'll get into that next year. For right now, check it out. And I'm not going to play it safe. I'm not going to play World Without Heroes, which is a great track, one of the highlights of the album. I'm not going to play you like a preview of what's to come by playing The Oath. I'm going to go for the big enchilada right here as far as the absolute peak of the experimental nature of music from the Elder. And I don't know why, but for some reason I dig this. Probably more so for the music than anything else because the lyrics and even the vocal delivery are not that great. But... I just, I kind of just love the bombacity of it. So here you go to close off this episode and to kick off the 81 from 81 countdown. Here is Kiss with Odyssey.
undress looking at a rainy sky There's a place in a desert where an ocean once danced by Searching for remembered rhymes at least i didn't play just a boy so there you go that was odyssey by kiss from music from the elder that's that's the official title music from the elder not the elder music from the elder because the elder would have been the movie the movie we never got all right so that closes off this episode hope you enjoyed that hope that entices you to check out the rest of the countdown because you know like i said i'm a big kiss guy and kiss is already off the table nothing else from 1981 we're going all in i listened to so many albums to put this countdown together so i'm very proud of it and i hope you stay tuned and check it out and just in case you don't know how i'm going to send it over here to my better half nola for all the plugs and the best damn outro song and all the podcasting business see you on the next one take it away nola we would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today 
You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens, Ruby and Ripley, get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Streakle of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.